Hello, what's going on guys? I'm John Hasselbauer, golf writer for thelines.com and in this video of From the Tips, we'll be going over the Wyndham Championship, a quick preview and all of my bets uh, for the week. Before we get any further, make sure you are subscribed to the Lions YouTube channel. Um, hop in that Discord, which is free. Uh, and check out all the other content that's going on at thelines.com. We're gearing up for NFL season, putting some futures articles together. Um, and that's definitely my first stop for anything that's not golf. Um, but for this week, it is the last week of the regular season of the PGA Tour, which means... We're gearing up for playoffs, and we are then gearing up for Ryder Cup, and then it's a really big unknown um, after after East Lake and after the Ryder Cup because the whole schedule for next year is getting revamped. Um, but between this week and next, I believe we will see the full uh, 23-24 schedule release. So very interested to see. What that means, I, I know there's rumors of a Utah event being newly added to the schedule and, um, you know, anybody who qualifies for the top 70 would seem to be um, sort of fast-tracked into all of the elevated events, which would make this false fall season more of like a play-in for the remaining spots in those full-field events. So could be some heightened stakes of less uh, quality fields. Uh, in the fall ahead, but the fall never really drove the best uh, quality of fields anyway. So this might actually be adding a little bit more compelling touch to what was otherwise a very flyover, let the NFL you know take over the fall sort of situation. Um, but we're not there yet. We are in the first day of August um, now, and uh, that means the NFL has not dominated conversation yet, and it means that we still have a consequential golf uh, at the Wyndham Championship. The Wyndham is my favorite event uh, on the regular season. That's not a major uh, because of everything that went down with Kevin Kisner winning in 2021. Um, weird aside, I always tend to be on a trip the week before the Wyndham, and I let my mind kind of wander while I'm while I'm away and find a moment of clarity of who's going to win. The following week, so I was in the Bahamas um, the the week before Kisner won in 2021. I was up in Lake Placid this time last year. That did not come to fruition uh, with Denny McCarthy, who was a very popular bet who missed the cut last year. But we will not be deterred. Uh, we have a full conviction bet once again this year in 2023. After making the trip up to Rochester a few days ago to play Oak Hill. Um, shout out to my good pal, Andy Lack for, uh, for the invite up there hosting, uh, myself and, and Brian Kirshner, who you, who I'm sure if you're listening to this video, you know, as well. Um, but it was a great week. Um, Oak Hill by far the hardest course I've ever played. Um, yeah, I, the best I could describe Oak Hill is it's like Beth page, but the greens are notched up to a level that Beth Page never comes close when when you talk about the shelves of uh, undulations on that course the rough is is brutal i would say at, well, I, I think the rough at Beth Page is a little bit worse um than Oak Hill at least in the conditions that we were playing in but it was also very rainy um so very lush just nothing forgiving about that course really um started i think double 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 recovered a little bit made a birdie on 17 to make make the slow start forgettable um 
but you know, when you play a course like Oak Hill, you don't really expect to score. You just soak in the experience. So very good, uh, weekend up there seeing some t Tom Doke, um, first person because we have Tom Doke. Uh, sorry. Why am I saying Tom Doke? Donald Ross, uh, Jays, Donald Ross, uh, greens at both Oak Hill and Sedgefield country club. So now we have that primer. Uh, we are ready to go and cap the Wyndham. Um, so we'll, we'll just skip straight to the tournament preview. Um, because this is, this video is coming out a little bit late this week. Um, I'm not going to do a full fledged preview in this video. I think, if, you know, by the time this comes out, it will be Wednesday. So a lot of people will be finalizing their lineups. They already know what to expect out of Sedgefield. So, um, I will just summarize to say this is your typical plotter's course. Distance gives you absolutely no advantage here. The players who win thrive from 100 to 175 on approach, and they tend to be the most elite putters in the field. So a stark contrast from the 3M Open last week, where Lee Hodges once again proved that you do not need any semblance of putting form. As long as you're a good ball striker and good ball striking form, you can do well there. Um, I would say polar opposite this week and no team, no putt guys have really had much success here. Even when Siwoo Kim won this event, it feels like one of the outliers there. He was still in decent putting form. And if you look down the list of winners, which we'll get to, that is a consistent trend, not a ton of distance, but accurate off the tee. Good with short irons can really putt. Um, so for me, I'm really looking for that guy who can spike and gain five or six strokes putting, uh, Donald Ross, all of his courses, their defense are in the greens. You have to be a good lag putter. You have to be able to read greens. These are Bermuda greens. So even a layer of Bermuda putting, I think is going to be important this week. But beyond that, I don't, I don't really want to overcomplicate it. My model is not, uh, anything crazy. Um, it's really just, like I said, short irons, accuracy, performance on comp courses, performance on short courses, pick any course under 7,200 yards. Honestly, I think they're all pretty valuable. And those are all the types of courses where the guys who aren't sacrificing distance to the rest of the field tend to show up. So I, I think this is a good segue into just the betting board and just kind of acknowledging who is here at the top. So um, for the first time this year, definitely maybe a, an opposite field, um, but not for a primary event. There is no clear favorite and you can get anybody you want at 20 to 20, 20 to one odds or longer. Uh, Matsuyama, Henley, Siwoo Kim, which is surprising to see him this short, but, um, obviously a course horse here. Um, Sung J M. Those are, and Sam Burns, who I can't believe has, has drifted as far as 28, but you could also find him as short as 19. Um, those are your favorites. I would personally rank Sam Burns as the player I think should be the favorite this week. Uh, he has come here once and finished 13th. He's the highest world golf rated player in the field. He is safely in the uh, playoffs and personally, I think I would still put him as the last man on the Ryder Cup team, but I, I can only imagine he's here to prove out with a top 10 finish that, you know, his form is still good. Um, I would put him in just before Cam Young, definitely Justin Thomas, uh, Keegan Bradley. I, he would be my last man in, but 
Uh, I think ultimately how these guys do in the playoffs is going to determine who gets the last Ryder Cup spot. But I think that's something to monitor with Burns that he's he's really only here to put on a show for for the captains. Um, you know, uh, other than that, it's a little surprising to see a guy like Shane Lowry drift down here. But overall, um, this is a week where I expected odds to not be great because there isn't that presence of like a eight to one favorite that usually juices the rest of the odds. Um, but there's a lot of good value here. Uh, I think the reason for that is just this event has always been try to get into the top 125 and anybody who is ranked, let's say, you know, any anybody inside the top 100 of the FedEx standings would probably skip this rest up for their playoff push. But now that's the top 70, you've got players who are anywhere from 50th to to 100th who who might typically skip this who really need to be here because of those implications what it means to be in the top 70 what it means to be in the top 50 and make the bmw so a lot of implications here that's why i think the Wyndham championship is so compelling there's a lot of stakes that are palpable this week a lot of careers that can be redefined uh with a with a strong finish um justin thomas is on the outside looking in, really on the outside looking at, I believe he's close to 80th now. So he's going to need basically a top 10 to jump back up into um, into the playoffs. Honestly, from a talent standpoint, he should finish top 10 in this week, but he's not somebody that I'm going out of my way to play. I'll probably be a full fade once again. Um, he has played a short course as well, but obviously the form is in question and his back is against the wall. Um, would be a nice story if he does turn it around. It would be a compelling um, debate of whether he deserves to be on the Ryder Cup team if he were to top 10 this week um, in Greensboro. Um, last thing I want to do before we get into my bets is just take a look at the, the list of past winners. Because I think this, if you're doing research on this event, you can really learn all you need to know by looking at the last 10 winners of this event. Um, Tom Kim, Kisner, Jim Herman, JT Poston, Brent Snedeker, Henrik Stenson, Siwoo Kim, Davis Love, Camilio Vajegas, Patrick Reed. I was going to keep going until I hit somebody who's, who's above average in driving. Um, none of them are. So, uh, driving distance means absolutely nothing at, at Sedgefield. I, I would always say that it's never a negative to have distance and it's usually always a nice to have. This might be one of the only courses that we see, like a Harbor Town would be another one, where there's just absolutely zero benefit to pulling driver on a lot of these holes. They're dog legs, they're they're penal if you miss the fairway, and they're actually pretty pretty easy to hit the fairway as long as you're you're conservative or you're, or you're just a generally reliable driver. Um, they're also predominantly great putters. Tom Kim this time last year was really hot with the putter because there's always been a great putter. Jim Herman's entire career exists because he can putt. Same with JT Post and same with Brent Snedeker. So you go on and on. These guys are accurate. Short course horses, uh, good approach players, phenomenal putters. So that's the the most simplest way I can say that's what I'm looking for uh, in, my, in my bets this week. So now I'm going to skip over here. Uh, normally I go into my Excel grid, which I basically just copy paste these rows from fantasy national and put on my own Excel so that I can filter, um, these different categories. And that's how I come up with players who are top 40 in multiple categories or something. Uh, I'm going to skip that this week, you know, just in the interest of time and seeing everything 
in one place. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I don't know if this is going to be an eyesore to look at it in the UI versus in Excel. Um, but I'll quickly breeze through what I fed into the model. Started primarily with stroke scan uh, on approach, followed by comp course history, which is an assortment of uh, courses under 7,200 yards that reward positional accuracy and uh, you know predominantly Bermuda courses. So Sea Island, a very good comp this week. Harbor Town, very good. Um, you know, primarily weighting courses on Bermuda that are short and are less than driver courses. Uh, ball striking on short courses again. Um, you know, not quite tee to green on a short course because around the green, I don't think is very consequential here. Um, but if you're able to club down and still hit the green, then I think that's pretty important and translatable to success here. Uh, par four, 400 to 450. That's crucial this week. There are, I want to say eight holes that fall in that range A really drastic concentration of the fours are all falling in this 400 to 450 range. And that's why we see such sticky course history because the guys who play those short par fours well, uh, that, that tends to translate um, course over course. Um, next, we have just total recent form. Um, we have stroke hand total on short courses under 7,200 yards. I have weighted putting between uh, total putting, Bermuda putting, and three-putt avoidance. I put that all in here. Um, and then in my Excel, I kind of just combined all three to narrow down my pool, but ideally you are ranking above average in each of those um, fields. Um, spoiler alert, I bet Henley the last three years and the Bermuda numbers have been startling this year. It's so much worse than ever before. The Bermuda putting has always been a strength. And for some reason, he has just completely moved backwards to being one of the worst Bermuda putters in the field. Um, so he didn't make it on my betting card. And that is the reason why. Um, birdies are better gained, fairways gained, and this weighted proximity from 100 to 175, which actually combines to uh, about 10%. Combine that with approach, and, and I'm putting 25% total on short scan approach stats. Um, okay, so put that all together, and the model top 10 is Russell Henley, Hideki Matsuyama, Chris Kirk, Sung J M. Chez Reevy, Eric Cole, Sam Burns, Mark Hubbard, Denny McCarthy, and Shane Lowry to round it out. Um, no real surprises there to me. All very good approach players. Seeing a lot of green here. Sam Burns is the lone uh, exception there, but he makes up for it with how great he is putting. Um, and you may not think of think of him as a good like positional short course player. Um, but you know, he did win at Innisbrook. He did win at colonial. So he's somebody who can play a little bit aggressively at these shorter courses and still score well. So, um, I like Sam Burns this week. I really thought about it. I pulled the trigger on Denny when the best number on Burns was a 22. Maybe I would have thought differently if, if I saw that 28 before I bet Denny, I do kind of like Burns heads up over Denny this week, but, um, obviously, a th you know, Spoiler alert, but I went with Denny and, and I bet him at 35. So I still get a better number on him, but but heads up at the same number, I would I would definitely take Burns. Uh we'll see uh we'll we'll see how I manage my exposure. Um uh, just because I'm not betting uh Sandbridge doesn't mean I I don't think he's a good play this week. Um so now I'm just gonna check this off so that we can see 
uh, all the players that I bet this week at the Wyndham, it is prone to a little bit more randomness with putting playing such a significant factor here. Um, and we've seen a lot of crazy long shots like a Jim Herman um, three years ago come out and win this thing. So don't think this is a, uh, an event that you want to pay up for um, you know, a concentrated card. We are kind of seeing that even in the odds that this thing is, is feeling pretty wide open. So I have eight bets uh, here, and I'll just go in order uh, of their rank in in my model. So Ches Reeve, interesting enough, is the longest uh, outright number on my card and the shortest uh, in my model. So I got him at 125 to 1, um, and he is number 5 overall in my model. Uh, the approach numbers have been fantastic. He's good on these short par 4s. He's hitting fairways very consistently. TPC River Highlands, one of the better comps. Um, as one of the shortest courses on the PGA Tour. And, you know, we saw him in the final pairing there as a past champion uh, of the Travelers Championship. So uh, no doubt he can play these positional courses well. The putting is really, you know, turning around. And you can see he's 13th in uh, total putting over the last 36 rounds. So his his course history is okay. Um, he has two top 10s here. They were both over a decade ago. Um, but he's never been in the putting form that he is now. So if that continues to roll over, uh, he's definitely one of my favorite value considerations this week. Eric Cole, number six, I was on him last week at the 3M Open. Um, somebody who can win a tournament with his with his irons and his putting. Those are the two strengths of his game. You can see he's 17th in approach, and he is seventh or he's 14th. Uh, in putting. So that's a pretty deadly combination at any birdie fest. Um, sure, he rakes out well in, in birdies. Yep, he's number three in the field in birdies are better gains, so he can string them along. Um, yeah, obviously the off the tee numbers are a bit of a concern, um, but he's 60th in ball striking on short courses. That's not horrible, so maybe he takes a little bit less drivers at a course like this. He goes you know, field average off the tee, he can win win an event like this by gaining, let's say, eight strokes on approach and six strokes putting. That would be enough if he's neutral in the other areas. Um, just been circling around to win all year. He knows Bermuda. He's a Florida guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he pulled one off this week. I love the number. I got him at 70 to 1. Uh, Mark Hubbard is number eight in my model. He was the last man on my card at 80 to 1. This week, um, leads the field and strokes can't approach. So obviously this is a approach heavy week. Um, that's always going to be important on any given week. And, you know, he has the solid putting numbers to back that up too. Um, doesn't have a ton of distance. Doesn't really matter at Sedgefield. So just sort of like a gut eye test. This guy should play well here and the numbers back it up 80 to one. Let's do it. Uh, Danny McCarthy was my spotlight feature last year. Uh, a lot of my spotlight guys from 2022 have been bouncing back just to make me look like an idiot one year later. Uh, Keegan Bradley was the most recent example of that at the Travelers Championship. So obviously there's a lot to like about Danny here. He has fantastic course history. Um, this is actually, this is a course history column. That's, I was blanking on uh, what, what I was doing here, but this is, this is strokes gained total at Sedgefield country club. So he's 11th in the field in strokes gained here. And I don't always put course history in my models. Sometimes I'll just roll that into the comps as well. 
Um, but it's so repeatable here. I definitely want to look for players who have that past success. Denny has it here. He can win a putting contest. He's still chasing his first win, but he's, he's had such a great 2023 season. Just feels appropriate that he could pick up his last win here. And another guy who, if he picks up a win here and then goes on a little bit of a run in the playoffs, maybe he becomes one of that those last guys on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, Christian Bezaden, who at number 11, kind of just dismissed the immediate form from him. Uh, a couple missed cuts on long and difficult courses, but if you look at the positional performances, um, he's been great. All of his best results have come. Uh, courses like the players um, comes to mind. I'm blanking on the few others, but I, I know he has five top 20s this year, and they've all come on courses under 7,200 yards. Um, so a player who can spike with the putting. Uh, you can see here he's, he's number two in proximity from 125 to, to 150, and just strong overall in each of these proximity buckets. So um, as long as he can just keep it in the fairway, he should be able to knock these close and convert those putts. He is 120 to one this week. Uh, so I love that value and I'm happy to overlook some recent poor form on courses that are not trans not, um, yeah, translatable to what's needed this week. Alex Smalley, number 13, uh, in the model, he is a Duke grad and a member at Sedgefield country club. So a little bit of a narrative there, but he is also number two on approach and, um, number three in comp course history. That's, that's interesting to see him. That uh, that high, I think he made his, his PGA debut on a sponsor's exemption at this event and played well, uh, already 22nd in course history with only a couple starts under his belt here. Uh, came close to the John Deere Classic, which is a comp to Sedgefield Country Club. Um, did not look steady down the stretch, but maybe he, he feels a little bit more comfortable uh, on a course he knows like the back of his hand. Um, I got into at 70 to 1, and hopefully you were in the lines free discord uh, at the time I placed that bet because it has fallen to 40 or 45 to one is the best odds available. Now, not sure I would endorse that at the current moment, but, um, you know, always check out that lines discord and make to, to get the real time updates on anyone I'm betting. Uh, JT Poston continues to stay hot. 40 to one is the number I got on him. He's a past champion here and in fantastic form, just lost $250,000 on the last hole of the three I'm open. So he might be motivated to have another high finish just to get that money back. Um, putts, lights out still, um, and is just everything you want in a player coming into the Wyndham Championship. And last but not least, somehow this man managed to be the, the worst rated player in my model. But the player that I am most confident in to win this event, the, the given the full conviction guarantee that Adam Hadwin, even after making the case for all these other seven guys to win this week, you heard it here. I'm picking Adam Hadwin to win this week. Um, lock it up. Put put all the units you want on it. Whatever you whatever you usually put on a player, double it, triple it, whatever you want to do. Adam Hadwin is winning the 2023 Wyndham Championship. There's a strict formula that I always follow, and I wrote about this in my tournament preview uh, in the Spotlight Features section. So you can always check that out for all the details. But there's a term that we now call Kisnering uh, that we invented in 2021, which is ejecting out of the tournament prior when you know that you're a better fit the following week so that you can juice up the odds for your prospective betters, do them a solid. Kevin Kisner, 
hit like eight water balls at the FedEx St. Jude the week before the Wyndham Championship. Looked like his approach was completely shot. His number tanked to like 60 to one, which ironically is the same number that Adam Hadwin ended up being, um, despite the course fit being much better in the following week. Adam Hadwin did the same thing. There's a viral video of him shanking a ball into the water on 18. He had two water balls at the 3M Open where he lost a combined 3.2 strokes on approach. And had it not been for those two isolated shots, he would have shot at least plus one um, you know, positive on approach last week. So I'm not concerned about the approach for him. He's gained in five consecutive events on approach leading into that 3M Open. Um, and the putter has just gotten hot at the end of the season as well. Um, could have easily won the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which is a great comp and one that Kevin Kisner had great results at uh, to kind of foreshadow his performance at Sedgefield, and they do both share the Donald Ross-designed greens. So he's proven capable of navigating these greens, and he was a high finisher in 2021 with the T11, two strokes off the lead uh, of that massive playoff that that happened in 2021. So uh, I think it's a stars-aligning moment for Hadwin. If you think of his game, he has a 59 under his belt, so you like him in a birdie fest that you need to get to 20 under. And the strengths of his game are approach and putting, despite not having a ton of uh, distance. So these are all perfect archetype for the Wyndham Championship. He's shown some results, and the form looks pretty damn good now. So that's your winner. Um, and it, it's nice that it worked out climactically, that although the uh, every stat may not point that way, the narratives certainly do. Uh, okay, so that's going to do it for the Win Championship preview. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, and I wish you all the best of luck with your bets this week. 